0: And now, it's time once again for the show that gives
1: glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the Fruited Plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Thank you, Dude Walker. Yes, indeed. I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. My guest today is Louise Brogan. Louise is a LinkedIn marketing expert and the host of LinkedIn with Louise podcast. Louise Brogan, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you so much, Frank, for inviting me.
1: Well, we have an exciting topic today, Louise, which is LinkedIn. It's a pretty hot property right now. Um, Mm. Since being acquired for $26 billion back in 2016 or 17 by Microsoft, uh, the platform has grown from about 433 million members to right at 700 million members right now, and Mm. it has definitely become the go-to spot for business people in terms of a social marketing platform. So what I wanna ask you today is three, or cover today are three specific points uh, that you bring out in your trainings. We'll get later to uh, the trainings and services that you offer. But um, the three things we're gonna talk about today uh, that are critical success factors are number one, building a network of people that you enjoy, I like how you you put that in there, and that can help you grow your business. Uh, The second thing that you stress is that it's important to always uh, send a message when you're trying to connect with somebody. And I want to make sure I get this third one right, that it's important to comment on your network's posts every day. So let's start with the first one. What do you mean or, or how can we build a network that we both enjoy and can help us build our business.
0: Okay, so Frank, this is something I'm really passionate about because when you go to LinkedIn, um, if you if you connect with anybody and everybody, when you go to LinkedIn and you look at your newsfeed, it's full of content that's not really relevant to you and it's full of people who either you're not interested in what they have to say, or they're not gonna be potential customers or clients or mm-hmm. people you can collaborate with. And it actually puts people off using LinkedIn. And then they think it's a boring and stuffy place um, because <laughs> they've, they've connected with people that they aren't really interested in. And it makes it much harder to actually engage with a network that you don't really have any commonality with, or you know you don't work in the same field. They don't wanna buy your products or services. There's nothing that they have that's really offering you anything interesting to engage with. And they're not interested in anything you have to say, which means that when you do actually post any content on the platform, um, it's much harder to get people to engage with your content because they they may have just connected with you to build as large a network as possible without being really strategic about why they're connecting with somebody.
1: That is fantastic. I mean, that was quite a quite a revelation. What you just said for me. Uh, because I have been focused almost entirely on quantity rather than quality of connections. And I didn't realize, but as I heard you speaking, I did realize I'm having that exact experience. I'm like, well, I don't care Mm -hmm. about this. But it didn't occur to me that that also means they don't care about me or what I have to say. And uh, and so it seems as though I didn't see those two things as being the same, enjoying Mm -hmm. people you enjoy and people who can build your business. But I can see how they directly correlate with each other. Mm -hmm. So um, are you saying then that, and I guess it makes sense, but a smaller network of better contacts or better connections could help you build your business faster?
0: Absolutely. So it's really interesting because I literally just had this conversation with a client today and she's come to me because she worked with somebody previously who said, accept as many people as you can into your network, just grow, 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 And she says, now I've got this network full of people who I'm really not interested in what they're talking about. I find it really, um, like I don't enjoy what they're posting about, it's not relevant to me. I find it really hard to comment on what they're talking about. And I thought, well, the first thing we need to do is really strip down your network so that you're building like a small but mighty network of people. So my my own personal connections on LinkedIn is about 5,100 at the moment. And that's a great number for me because when I share content, the reason people connect with me on LinkedIn is because they wanna know how to use LinkedIn. And that's the kind of stuff that I share. I mean, I share what people have connected with me for in the first place. And therefore I get loads of engagement because they want to know what I'm teaching them. Um, So if I went off base and started talking about something completely different, they would lose interest. They think, "Why are we following Louise? Why are we connected with her? We don't. We're not interested in, you know, metrics about Instagram. We're interested in <laughs> with her because we we'll don't know about LinkedIn." So it kind of all falls in together, Frank. I think.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. This just each thing that you're saying is such a revelation to me. Why don't I have better response? Why isn't there more engagement? Well, maybe it's because the people you've connected with really don't care about what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. What a concept. <laughs> I never thought of that, and so, you know, five thousand doesn't sound small and mighty. Or it sounds mighty, but it doesn't sound small. Um, well,
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: how you know? Let's say for an average person, do you know what like an average person's number of connections is? Is most people over five hundred, which is the maximum the platform displays, or do you have a feel for that?
0: Yeah. So, I think that most people who are proactively trying to build a network probably when I when they come to work with me, I would say they have between. 500 and 1,000 people in their network unless they have been told go and connect with as many people as possible in which case some people have got networks full of thousands of people who Mm -hmm. are just not interested in what they were talking about and so the other the other clients that come to me might be people who have a couple of hundred in their network and then they Mm -hmm. run into a different issue because so few people actually engage with your content that if you've only got a couple of hundred people in your network, so say you post something on a Tuesday morning and there's 200 people in your network, the chances of 200 people, first of all, seeing your content, but second of all, only 9% of people on LinkedIn will comment on any content. So 9% of 200 is 18 people,
1: 18 mm-hmm. comments
0: would be amazing, but those people aren't on LinkedIn every day. And if they're not engaging with your content already or they're not interested in what you're talking about, it's going to be really hard to get anybody to engage with your content. So you do need to build a good enough size network to be able to get engagement.
1: Well, let's speak to that for a moment. What's a good way or what are some uh, strategies for identifying people who would be good connections for you?
0: OK, so this actually comes along in line with the um, second question, which is about commenting. Mm-hmm. but. Basically, when you're on LinkedIn, so if you're following or connected with people who could possibly have a similar audience to yours or you are. So say, for example, you work in manufacturing and you're following a few different people who work in the same industry as you. When you see people comment underneath their posts though, and see their headlines, those are the people that you think, actually, this is somebody I want to connect with who's within my industry. They've got something interesting to say. So I'm going to add those people to my network as opposed to just adding as many people as possible.
1: I see. And, uh, and so I kind of was trying to use that as a segue into the, into the next question. Um, you know, i would still, I guess I want to hang on to this one like a bulldog. Uh, should you like go through demographics? How specific do you feel an individual LinkedIn member should get about exactly who they want to connect with.
0: Okay, so if you are, say you're a local service-based business, mm-hmm. then a great place to start would be your um, chamber of commerce or you know people who work within your trade locally and start connecting with those people. Maybe people who are in a local business networking um, group that you're in. That's a perfect place to start. Um, one of the things that... LinkedIn groups, unfortunately, are not a great um, resource at the moment, it's a shame, because I'm hoping that they're gonna change that. But following people who are authorities within your industry and seeing who is connecting with them and who's commenting on their stuff. The other thing is, Frank, you want to have people who are actually going to engage and interact with you and have conversations with you. So if they're already commenting on somebody else's stuff and they're in your industry, That looks like a good person to connect with, to me.
1: (laughs) Well, let's go then uh, move on to the second question. And I have a great example of this that just happened to me, but I'll let you speak to this first. (laughs) I think you'll get a laugh out of how this worked out, Um, which is that it's always important to send a note along with Mm a a connection uh, request. Why do you say that and what do you suggest we send?
0: Okay, so there's a couple of reasons why I recommend this. So if you're connecting with somebody because you have come across their profile and you think that they would be somebody that you would be interested in working with, they might be interested in your product or service, I want you to go to their profile and find something that you can comment on when Mm. you send a note, which explains why you're connecting with them. So quite often, like anyone who's watching this, who wants to come and connect with me, Explain that you saw me on this call mm-hmm. and that's why you wanted to connect with me. I mean, that's, that's perfect. The reason why, first of all, if someone sends you a connection request and doesn't say why they're connecting with you, it makes you kind of think, oh, are they gonna jump straight into a sales pitch here? Right. But secondly, when you send a note with the connection request, all of a sudden you're in a one-to-one conversation with that person, which takes you out of the whole I'm in a huge news feed of other people into, actually now we're talking one-to-one and I can find out about you and your business Mm -hmm. and then maybe offer ways that I could help you.
1: Beautiful. Well, let me tell you the note I got yesterday. Uh, I had just done a promotion to try to drive a lot of new connections. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I sure wish we had had this conversation before I did that because I'm (laughs) learning so much, but, this guy sent a, a a connection request to me and I thought was he in the list of yeah anyway I couldn't remember and I was processing so many it didn't matter yes. but here's the note he sent me he said dear frank you remind me your your profile reminds me of one of my favorite clients i hope we can connect <laughs> and i thought <laughs> you know that sounds a little b s e uh but you know i like it i want to see where we go from here so yes. i accepted this morning, immediately, first thing in the morning, he reaches out and tries to pitch me on taking a phone call with him. Yeah. And uh, and so I sent him a little note that said, I, I find this very objectionable, but apparently mm-hmm. it's working for you, so good luck. And uh, <laughs> and then I disconnected from the guy. But, um, you know, this seems like a perfect example what not to do. Yes. So, uh, he kind of halfway followed your suggestion, which I don't think he really looked at my profile, but he gave me that charming little thing about, you know, I remind yes. him of his favorite customer. What um, <laughs> what do you think, let's say somebody does, uh, I reach out to somebody, I found something for us to, that we have in common, yes. and they accept, what should I do next?
0: Okay, so when I am working with clients, I always say, imagine that LinkedIn is a virtual networking event that you're at. So you're at a, say you're at a big conference, an industry conference, mm-hmm. and you walk in the door, so this is you logging onto LinkedIn, you walk in the door and you see some people and you have a conversation with them. You meet somebody new at the um, coffee stand, so you're lined up to get your coffee and there's somebody new there and you, you introduce yourself. This is you sending your connection request what would you do with that person? You would probably ask them about their business and what Mm. were they up to. You'd have conversations with them. You would not say, hi, I'm Frank and this is what I do and here's my card and walk (laughs) away. You know, LinkedIn is all about building relationships.
1: Great, okay. So um, we'll just go down this rabbit hole a little bit farther and then move on. Okay, good. (laughs) uh, At what point do you think it's appropriate to go ahead, you know the Gary Vaynerchuk uh, jab, 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 left hook, uh, or right cross, or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> how many, how many jabs, how many, you know, notes until we say, would you be interested in having a discovery call, or how would you handle it?
0: Honestly, I think this is where a bit of practice and instinct comes in. <laughs> so I connect with several people a day because people reach out to me because they see my content and they reach out to connect with me and it's kind of like you put feelers out and you say you know thanks for connecting so that so yesterday I did a big webinar for 87 people nice. and a lot of people connected with me afterwards and mm-hmm. some of them said we're inter-, literally said we're interested in hearing more about your services brilliant let's get a call booked in. Other people just said, I'd like to, I really enjoyed your webinar. I'd like to connect with you. And I would say, oh, I'm really glad you enjoyed the webinar. If you need any help with LinkedIn, please reach out. Mm, Because they've mm -hmm. connected with me directly after seeing me do a LinkedIn training. If I connect with somebody because I've seen something interesting they've said and they come back and just say, thanks for connecting with me and that's it. I'm going to kind of leave that, Frank, because I'm going to then rely on my content to bring them closer into me. And that's when if that person then starts leaving comments and is looking at my profile at that stage, I might possibly say, look, would you like to have a quick chat about um, how to use LinkedIn for your business? I hmm. honestly I would leave it like that. But I, I take kind of warm cues from people as opposed to sending a stock message every time going, oh, would you, if you'd like to have a call about how I can help you with LinkedIn. Um, to me, it's very much, let's let's put out, you know, kind of little breadcrumbs here. If they pick them up, then I'll say, <laughs> Look, you, let's, do that, let's do it.
1: Great. Okay. Now, uh, is there anything else you want to add about that before we move on to uh, your third strategic uh, point?
0: No, I think it's really about... I mean maybe it's a it's a it's a a woman's instinct i don't know but Mm -hmm. i do just think it's having conversations in that messaging box that always leads to people saying actually we'd like to know more about what you do and you know the guy, Vaynerchuk thing. I really, I do believe in that, but I would have the, the jab, jab, jab punch or whatever he calls it. Mm-hmm. In terms of my content, so I might share mm-hmm. here's how, how mm-hmm. I can be of service and value. Here's something to help you. Here's something to help you. And then the fourth post out of my four posts might be, look, if you want to know more about how to do this, um, here you know, get in touch and give me a call.
1: That's great. The um, you and I had been speaking earlier about Tom Schwab who's uh, the guy that helps people grow their business through podcast guest interviews. Mm -hmm. And he referred to this Gary Vaynerchuk thing. And he says, instead of jab, 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 punch, he calls it serve, 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 ask.
0: Oh, yes. Love that. Tom and I need to connect. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now, the third
1: thing that you had suggested as a critical tactic was to comment consistently on your network's posts. Uh, yes. For people who may be beginners to LinkedIn, if you could explain what that means. And then tell us why that's so important.
0: Okay. So statistically, still in 2020, even though traffic to LinkedIn is up by 25% this year, which is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Um, and there's lots of reasons behind that. Just more people working from home and wanting to network online, basically. Um, but 1% of people share content on LinkedIn out of over 700 million people. No kidding. kidding. honestly. So I really would love people listening to think, right, I'm going to start sharing a post a week or two posts a week. But for a lot of people, they have a bit of a fear of that, a bit of overwhelm, they're not really sure what kind of content to write. What you should do is start commenting on your network's posts because, right? So imagine we're back in the conference hall, Mm -hmm. we've just heard somebody speak on stage, we would probably go up to them if we could and say, I really love what you said there. And then the speaker leaves that day and you might send, this is, this is back in the virtual, in the conference scenario. Mm-hmm. And if you send even that person later, you say, oh, I was the person who spoke to you. They are going to remember you above other people who just didn't bother. They sat there and clapped their hands. So this is like <laughs> the person clapping yeah. their hands is the person who clicks the like button, right? Right. So when you comment... There's loads of things happen here. The person who's shared the content is going to remember you. And if you just connected with them because you met them a couple of weeks ago, you're gonna stay top of mind with them above the other people who do what you do because you're commenting. The second thing is when you comment, we see your name, your profile photograph, and your headline. And the headline in your LinkedIn profile should attract your ideal customer or client to click through to your profile, to read your LinkedIn profile, find out what you do, and then they'll decide if they wanna connect with you or not. If you are not commenting, how are people going to come across you or find you on LinkedIn? It's gonna be far harder to get found. So one of the things I do, Frank, is I help people optimize their LinkedIn profiles and the headline is a really key piece of that.
1: You know, that wasn't on our list, but you've definitely piqued my interest on that. Uh, would you be willing to share a couple of points and ideas about the headline and your profile?
0: Absolutely. Um, if you don't write your own headline. So for anyone who's listening to us who doesn't really isn't really familiar with LinkedIn so much, um, your headline is the bit at the top where it says, mine says Louise Brogan. And then underneath it says LinkedIn consultant, speaker, podcaster. And if I'm speaking at a particular event I'll have that in there as well. So if you don't write your own headline, LinkedIn takes whatever you have written as your current work experience and puts it in your headline. So it could just say Louise Brogan um, solicitor or Louise Brogan attorney. Well we have got really valuable online space here to say what it is that we do, who we work with, how we can help them and if we work in, say we work in California only, you would have California in there. So for example, Louise Brogan, family attorney, um, helping people have less messy divorces or something like that, I remember just off the top of my head here, in California. So if you're looking for a divorce attorney, you're gonna pick that person above the person that just says attorney, aren't
1: you? Got it. Mm -hmm. You
0: gotta really think about your headline because it helps you get found.
1: So uh, what I hear you saying is make sure your headline speaks to the solution you offer and who it is that helps.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. Great. You said that much more um concisely than well, I did. Well, I'm trying. not going to take
1: too much credit because directly <laughs> after this interview I'm going to run out and change my headline.
0: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh,
1: that's great. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about the direct services that you offer. Now, I believe mm-hmm. I saw you have a workshop, is that correct? Or is it an online course or a workshop? What What am I thinking of?
0: Yes, so I have an online course that people can purchase and work through in their own time. Um, I also have a group where people do that course, but then come to my calls twice a month for a QA. and a So mm-hmm. that's very much for the people who wanna work through it in their own time. Um, and then I work with people one-to-one. So some people, um, people who are really pressed for time, know they need to use LinkedIn, just want to get it done and have a plan moving forward. They book what's called a LinkedIn VIP intensive with me and we do it in a three-hour block. I also mm-hmm. do that with Teams actually, which is really fun. Um, or people book a one-hour strategy session. And for people who would just rather have someone else write their LinkedIn profile for them, I do. I have a LinkedIn profile writing service as well.
1: And I will uh, put links to your website and uh, whatever else we uh, talk about or you share with me links uh, after our call uh, to make sure that uh, people reading the show notes can get to that. But I would imagine, um, I have this right here, your uh, website address is louisebrogan.com. And so uh, if somebody goes there, will they be able to find most of the stuff you just spoke of?
0: Yes, it's across the top. There's a a menu across the top for... um, one to one services and corporate services as well yes
1: beautiful and the way you described it it sounds as though you've done a very strategic job with that you have the uh, you have free content and then you have the um, do it yourself which is your online course and there's mm-hmm. i'll do it with you which is the people calling in and so forth and then you've got the i'll do it for you level for people yes. who got zero time and just <laughs> i just want it done and uh, <laughs> so you've covered all the bases with that.
0: Yes. Now yes. with that, I've been been, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, I've been I've been helping people with social media for over seven years, so I know that there's people who just want to to do it for you for them. There's people who want their hands held, and there's people who want to do it on their own.
1: A friend of mine calls that fast lane, slow lane, sidewalk.
0: Excellent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, uh, is there a particular way? I mean. I guess the default way for somebody to reach out to you would be through LinkedIn. But if somebody watching or listening is very interested, as I am very interested in what you've had to say and would like to reach out to you beyond your website, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Oh, definitely, Frank, Um, connecting with me on LinkedIn and sending me the personalized note to say, (laughs) why you are connecting? Because then I'll know that you've been listening.
1: (laughs) That's great. So remember, folks, you met her here on Radio Free Enterprise. So be sure to include that in there. Well, we're just about out of time. Um, we've talked about a wide variety of things. Is there anything I have not asked you or an idea that's come to you that you'd like to share before we go?
0: Oh my goodness, there are so many things about LinkedIn, Frank, that you know they've brought out so many new features this year that we could honestly talk, I could talk about how to use LinkedIn for three days straight. Um, I would be very happy for that.
1: It would be a lot of great content for me.
0: (laughs) One tip I do have is when LinkedIn brings out a new feature, use it because they will promote your content above other people who are not testing their new features out. So keep an eye on the new features that are released. And I Hmm. share those features in my news feed, so follow me and you'll find out what they are.
1: So, um, for example, I just started using the uh, LinkedIn Live uh, functionality, yes. and I imagine there are a number yeah. of people watching us right now through that. That's a relatively new feature, and I've noticed that they are promoting my content.
0: Yes, yes, so they re- they do they reward people who try out the new features. there's the LinkedIn stories, there's LinkedIn Live. There is sending video messaging. There is, you can schedule um, meetings on Zoom directly inside your LinkedIn messaging. Uh, There's so many things, it's brilliant. It's really, really come on this year, I think.
1: Louise Brogan, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you, Frank, it's been absolutely lovely.
1: Thanks again to Louise and thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Frank Felker saying, I'll see you on the radio. He's the kind of guy who finds microeconomics fascinating. Uh, But go ahead and listen anyway. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Filker.